everyone. Welcome back to PhD Unplugged, the coaching podcast for PhD students. My name is Lara and I'm here today with my sister and co-host Luisa. Hi. In our last episode, we talked about how we can define success for ourselves and how to find meaning in our careers and beyond. Today, we are back with a new topic, and that is how we can manage the constant information overload in our PhDs. We are very excited to start the new year with a new coaching conversation. And for that, we have two wonderful guests today with us here in the studio in Amsterdam. That is Charlotte Fasen, who is a PhD student in organization science at Free University. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, thank you for having me. And our second guest is Christiane Fink, who is a psychologist, a professional coach, and also a book author. Hi, Christiane. Welcome. <laughs> Good morning. It's great to have you both here with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you. for having us. <laughs> yes. Uh, Christiane, you have been coaching higher education professionals for more than 15 years now. Mm -hmm. And you have also just published a book for knowledge workers. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us a bit more about yourself and how you came to build a career around knowledge work? Um, I've been working as a lecturer uh, at the University of Amsterdam for a while. And uh, at the same time, I've also had my own practice as psychologist. And I found out at a certain point that especially for knowledge workers, so for scholars, for sci scientific uh, PhD students and, and uh, other people working in science, that basically their minds, their bodies, their brains, their primary instrument. And many people... Uh, knew, uh, in my experience, more about their own computers and their smartphones <laughs> than about their own bodies. So this is uh, when I started to um, develop a course, a mental health course for PhD students uh, and also for other stuff. And yeah, but that's basically how it started. Okay, very nice yeah. to hear. We are glad to have such an expert uh, with us today. We'll see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charlotte, you are a psychology and law graduate, mm -hmm. and you have also worked in the industry before starting your PhD here in Amsterdam. Yes. Um, can you tell us a bit more uh, about what brought you back to academia and also about the topic of your PhD that you're currently studying? Yeah, sure. So the reason why I returned to academia was that I felt that there was so much more in the realm of psychology, but also online dynamics, politics and communication that I wanted to learn and that I couldn't possibly learn whilst I was working in the sector I was in, which was finance. Mm -hmm. So there was a bit of a disconnect between what I found truly interesting and what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I've had the opportunity to continue working on a research project that I started during my master's internship whilst I was employed in finance and because I was working on that project throughout on the side a little bit, I just noticed that this was what actually gave me like, the most uh, satisfaction and what I enjoyed doing the most. So when I had the opportunity to come to uh, VU, um, I did and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Nice, so you uh, made a switch um, from industry to uh, Back to academia. Back to uh, academia. Yeah, yes, nice. And you kept working on that project during uh, quite a bit of uh, time. Yeah, yeah, so it was like a little side project during COVID, which I was also uh, privileged to have the time. Uh, yeah, agreed. Time for working um, on, yeah. And the topic itself, um, what, what exactly are you studying right now? So, um, directly speaking, I'm working on an NWO grant. 
um, that investigates how we can improve online conversations on controversial topics. Because, of course, there's a lot of uh, literature on increasing polarization in society, and part of that is driven by the online environment. And my project is a collaboration with a team of computer scientists in Utrecht who work on language models that can improve conversations from the natural language processing side. And I am the social science counterpart. So I actually look at how people feel when they engage in online conversations mm -hmm. and how you could improve the quality of these conversations. And as a simple example, for example, we're in this room and we are adjusting our language to each other, right? Because that helps us communicate and this also helps us um, build a relationship. And essentially the idea is that you can do the same online mm -hmm. by adjusting your style of communicating, which is, for example, when writing comments, to the style of people who post the original post. Are you using emojis, maybe? Is yeah, that exactly. Also one of exactly. Okay. That is that is part of the realm of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah. It sounds. Uh, it sounds unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, and something that also relates to us all. I mean, everyone exactly. who is on social media or uses some sort of <coughs> online communication. Exactly. Um, so that sounds sounds very interesting, but also quite complex, like with the mm -hmm. with the partners that you're working yeah. uh, together. Um, what has been, uh, so you started yeah, approximately half a year ago, mm -hmm. what has been the biggest challenge uh, for you since the start of your PhD project? Uh, for me, the challenge is actually a recurring one. It is one which I had when learning all my life, essentially, which is that I get easily sidetracked into very interesting adjacent neighboring topics. So I have a very wide array of interests. That's also because I also study different things. So I have a background in psychology, but also in economics. And then I did a long distance degree in law. So I see all these connections between these fields. Um, but this also leads to a certain amount of inefficiency because I don't really know when to stop in the like creative endeavor, right? Because these new, ins new insights they always come from the fringes. Right. This is at least what I think. And I don't really know when to uh, stop. So I tend to really go into details, but I easily lose sight of the bigger picture. And that's an issue I've had for a long time. And I keep working on it or attempting to, mm -hmm. but I would benefit from more uh, strategies. Right. <coughs> yeah, Christiana, yeah. you are an expert <laughs> on how to, uh, when it comes to managing your work, I would just suggest uh, you take it from here and uh, and you guys can start the conversation together. Cool. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> thank you, Charlotte, for um, telling us already a little bit um, yeah, about what you find challenging. Mm -hmm. I must admit, when I was listening to you saying, this is what I find challenging and I'm trying to come up with strategies to deal with this, and yeah. I thought, Oh, no, no, maybe you shouldn't, because this can also very much be a big strength. It is. I, I do agree with that. It is because, especially in academia, as opposed to what I was doing before in finance, this level of detail is really something that can yield big results mm -hmm. and that yields new insights and innovations mm -hmm. and new research ideas. Mm -hmm. But still, I do manage to pick up the... I, st I do struggle to pick up the pace a bit in my work because what I do or what I found, what I've done in the past, and I'm happy with what I did and what I have achieved, um, the way I went about it, it was effective. So it got what I wanted to do done, but mm -hmm. it was not very efficient because I always 
look at the fringes and I lose a bit of focus. Mm -hmm. So it takes a longer time than it should. All right. That's more of my problem. And I will s and I want to be able to anticipate the bottleneck a bit. So it's also about prioritization mm -hmm. without okay. losing the creativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you say it takes me longer than it should. Yeah. Yeah. And is, is that your own judgment or did you get feedback from other people? Um, sometimes also, especially when I was working uh, in finance, there was also feedback from other people because you just have to, you just can't, uh, you just have to get it done right. You can't always look at the details and sometimes the details there, especially in such a field or when you do like certain reports or reporting, it is not relevant, right? right? Yeah. Which is also one of the beauties of academia. Like technically, there's like there's a whole field, wide field that you can explore. Yeah, there's yeah. less boundaries. Exactly. Yeah, there are less yeah. boundaries. Yeah. 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 So you also heard this from other people that they said, yeah, you you have to at some point um, set some boundaries for yourself exactly. to finish exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is good for example. Now my supervisor keeps me a bit on track with this mm -hmm. um, because like he knows that. For me, it's like it's uh, difficult to draw a boundary. Mm -hmm. So now what I do is very interdisciplinary. So you get uh, insights from journalism, conflict resolution, natural language processing, communication, uh, psychology, sociology, um, AI, IT. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, it's just. It's just. It, it doesn't, doesn't stop. stop. <laughs> <No>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so mm. I have this tendency to uh, overshoot a bit. But right. then it's, if you overshoot, it takes time away from generating the result. Right. Which right. you still have to do, right? Because yeah. academia, and you have to uh, meet deadlines and deliver yeah. products. Yeah. So, um, and I heard about this uh, a long time. I heard about, for example, this 80-20 rule, right? That you mm -hmm. should get 80, like, what was it? I think 80% of what you do actually takes 20% of your time. I don't maybe, I don't know, maybe you can. Yeah, <laughs> you there's know different what I mean. versions of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah usually people say don't spend 80% of your energy on the last 20% of yeah, the work. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's something like this. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. and because I'm so uh, detail-oriented, which yeah. is also strength. Yeah. Um, I also uh, struggle finding the cutting-off point for right. that. Right. So when is it... Uh, good enough or does it have to be so detailed yeah so that's always uh, uh my struggle it's also i feel also that it's a bit of a luxury problem because i mean what i do i think it's fine in general but you know you can always improve there's no there's no real limit to how much more efficient and effective you can get yeah 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 yeah, yeah so it sounds like you've also carved uh, you've really looked for a specific PhD position that also fits the strength really well. Yeah, right? it does. It yeah, does so that, yeah. that, that helps that you get to explore all it these. But still, yeah, I can imagine that this is a challenge, right, to figure out because yes. there's not a benchmark or yeah, um, exactly. what is the word in Dutch you would say, draaiboek. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the word is in English. Uh, I don't know either. Yeah, yeah, but, but I understand what you yeah, mean. Yeah. yeah. And can you tell me a little bit more about how this challenge plays out for you how does it look like uh, on a day-to-day -day basis hmm. it's very specific so i hope the listeners can relate to it sufficiently mm. essentially i will just get lost in the rabbit hole so once i'm really interested in something i will just not stop uh, looking into something 
and it will say maybe take hours and I think okay well there's like an adjacent uh, connection that might be interesting to include or actually there's still this in this paper and it now but it's difficult to find and now it will take me like I don't know 20 30 minutes to find the PDF uh, but it's only like adjacent it might not even be relevant like at all but now I spend the, like the extra minutes looking for it just in the remote case just to cover the remote possibility that something really interesting is in there. So this is something that I tend to do and which is an unnecessary detail and I need to kind of rein it in a bit because that is the effective part, right? It will get maybe something very interesting, but it is not efficient. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you want to weigh what is necessary in the moment, basically. Exactly. This yeah. is something. Yeah. That Down the rabbit hole means spending lots of time finding publications that could potentially have one small nugget yeah, of gold, yeah, yeah. but you're not sure and you lose a lot of time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, also with the prioritization, right? Because right. The re I mean, the yeah. research question for what I do right now, it's uh, defined. Yeah. But there's still like scope for interpretation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is like this is like a trend that I've seen in the, in the last years with everything I do. Yeah. And then in the end it kind of works out still, then there's a lot of because it took so much time. Mm -hmm. Then some time pressure builds up. But then I often end up uh, not having sufficient time to like polish the result, which would right. have looked acceptable if I had just done like eighty yeah. percent of the research and then spent more time on uh, making the end result pretty, whereas now mm. I've spent like 99% on the research and then I only have like 1% to make the end result pretty. So this right. is also a bit of, uh, yeah, I mean, I do manage to do it, but it is unnecessarily stressful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine that can be very stressful. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or difficult to bring your message across. Yeah. Right, because you need mm -hmm. a fair amount for that as well. Exactly. Right. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you've tried so far? to deal with this? What have your strategies been up so far? So okay, I guess the first goal is to identify when you could possibly end up in this situation. Um, my strategy so far is that I impose myself deadlines with my supervisor to get certain things done because I, I need the uh, external force. Yeah. This is my strategy so far and that will just curtail the time because there's also the saying that like the uh, extent of your task, uh, like it extends to the time frame you give yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I think if I give myself less time, then there's less time to go off track and then this will automatically lead to more efficiency and then perhaps it will be good enough. Right, yeah. yeah. So that's and this my, is something that you've already tried? So yeah. Or that you've do, yeah. Yeah, and how is that working out? Um, as I do set the interim deadlines with my supervisor, that works out good, like good enough, then I uh, still have my, uh, I call it, I call it like uh, creative chaos, right? <laughs> so essentially in my head is, is always creative chaos, always have like 50 tabs open and then it's just a mess. But somehow it works out and uh, the limit to the time, it rains it in a bit, but then I still have this like uh, peak where I have to do like twice as much as I would usually do in a day at the end. Maybe right. it's just a law of how I operate, but <laughs> I'd rather have it like spread out a bit more organized. Right. Yeah. Right. A bit more like consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what is good about this strategy? You mean with the interim deadlines? It just forces me to prioritize more because I know I should deliver something. And now I've started to, how should I put this? 
Like, for example, now, before I came to this uh, podcast session, right, I was uh, stressing a bit about uh, what I should say or, uh, for example, like in the morning, because I don't have internet uh, yet at my new studio, I was thinking, okay, now I can't like research anything about you, for example, because usually I would like prepare, right? Mm. So I would know what you did. I would maybe have a look at some of your publications mm. and then I would... L- I also or I would have listened to the previous podcast episodes which you I also did started it? doing <laughs> no I did I did I did <laughs> no 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 no. actually you're just as prepared as I am because I didn't know anything about you either yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I did when they were uh, published when you got the uh, the prize kidding. money I'm just kidding Go no ahead. no <laughs> I was really <laughs> impressed with you guys and of course I listened to the I listened to them that was a while ago mm. so usually I would have listened to them again so right. um, but now I d- didn't do all that and it still works fine right so yeah. I have to learn a bit uh, so that's one of the things I do I have to learn a bit about letting go yeah. or the other day um, so this is already an experience that you think okay if I don't always prepare things can still go well yeah, yeah. or like I over prepare or I make it too complicated right for example uh, a few weeks ago I delivered like a really not great draft for my uh, introduction mm-hmm. like I knew it was not good because I started too late on it Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was still delivered in time, right? And then, okay, well, then it's not fine, but it's still a draft. Yeah. But I wanted it to be like much better than it is. Yeah. And so, like, I'm experimenting a bit uh, with that, so to say. Right. right. Experimenting with uh, putting the bar slightly lower for yourself. Uh, is that what you mean? Yeah, in that sense, yes. Because also the bar is like artificially too high because I think about all the like the ramifications and details and I put it too high artificially, yeah. which makes no sense. No. Right. <laughs> so I'm trying to be a bit more relaxed about that because right. it's like right. I have the the bar is high, but then to meet this like bar which I set for myself, it causes uh, unnecessary um, stress and expectations which are not necessarily efficient because it's at that point what I think I need to do is not actually required. Right. Right. Yeah. So and that's the efficiency part. This is like the eighty percent part. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Um, just to get an idea of what you would want to take out of our conversation mm-hmm. today. When would it be a success? What should we, should we be talking about today together to make this conversation a success? I think perhaps certain maybe expectation management or some like easy rule of thumbs when I know myself, you know, just like stop. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Something like this. Just to change... Uh, my beer said, like, um, I have a bit more of a guideline when to say, okay, now it's like 6 p.m. and now it's done. You know, yeah. whatever the like putative lower quality is, which may, it may have or it may not have. You know, right. so just so that I, it's a bit like I get a bit more of a perspective on when I should just uh, stop. Right, when it's yeah. no longer efficient because my main goal is to increase so effectiveness I think I have it like down f- fairly well enough but efficiency so I deal better with the time yeah so I think that's quite important the PhD because you can get into this whole rabbit hole and now I'm in the privileged position because I don't have to teach at the moment right but it might change so I still have like all my time to focus on the research but mm-hmm. still like down the line there will be more bottlenecks with conference deadlines and submission deadlines and side projects and so on and so forth. So I need to get it down a bit better. Yeah, yeah. Even though I've already worked in the industry, but it's something that I can still improve on. Yeah. 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 So if I hear you correctly, you're saying it, uh, 
the conversation today would be a success if I would be able to just stick to the time frame <laughs> that I <laughs> set for myself. Is that is that what you say? What you're saying? Kind of. It sounds really like something I really should have done by now. But yeah, there's always scope for improvement, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. To have uh, just less uh, stress for myself. Because the, the, do the deadlines give you stress? Um, uh, no, it's more. I don't know. I hope it's relatable enough. It's more kind of the way how I operate. So what I will do is that and so now in academia, that's it's kind of okay because it's very flexible. Like some days I will have very little output and then I make up for it in like one super productive day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not, uh, so it's very... Uh, Volatile in a sense, mm -hmm. and yeah, it kind of something how, sometimes how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah. But for me, it goes like that a lot. Mm -hmm. So, and I think I have to reflect on that a bit more because that's where right. the like creative chaos element comes from, right? And then usually, before a deadline, the like hyperproductive mm -hmm. mode or whatnot it kind mm -hmm. of sets in, mm -hmm. but it's nothing I can like always rely on. Right. No, I always manage it somehow, but the product would be much better mm. if I had a bit more consistency. So not like three days, la la la, and then on the third day you do like two or three times as much, but rather like consistency. So you have a better sense of time management, mm. right? Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Because I can imagine sometimes this is also how it goes, right? That you yeah. do a lot of work for preparation and then you think, um, am I ever going to get towards the result that yeah, I, yeah. I need to have? And then yeah. at some point it starts to feel like a puzzle that is coming together yeah. and then it's there. But when I listen to you, it sounds like you see that as problematic. Yeah, because it is not very uh, efficient, right? Because you have the puzzle. Uh, but there are like a thousand pieces to the puzzle where maybe only 100 pieces are necessary mm -hmm. to get a full picture mm -hmm. and not the additional like a uh, thousand. Mm -hmm. Right. So for me, it's always like a challenge. And then you, you, you uh, assume that you know in advance that the puzzle needs 100 pieces. Yes. But is that always true in reality? I think in reality, it probably needs... 200 right <laughs> if i could approach <laughs> <laughs> if i could approach like the 200 mm -hmm. but 100 it would be good enough because it's also what i noticed like in the past for example when i was uh, studying for exams yeah so i would used to be like now i'm, I'm much more relaxed but i used to be like hyper studious and i would study so much because i really wanted a good result mm -hmm. i didn't so i studied a lot and it was effective but it was not efficient because mm -hmm. i put uh, too much uh thought into like details and I just lost the big picture. Right. So I'm not yeah. so in a sense I want to move more into being like this a uh, big picture person because yeah. now I look at like all the individual trees in the forest. Right. Yeah. Right. So that is I think that that is like the better the better metaphor for right. what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. Get more of you know the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. And scale down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you have the big picture, you're not in a rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. Right? You are more exactly. like the ego. Exactly. Yeah, seeing yeah. Uh, more uh, from a distance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So th yeah. Th that is my uh, big challenge, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how um, 
when when I uh, I'm listening to you, I'm I'm picturing you working at your desk, <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking like you're very very close to all the material, and that you go a bit from one rabbit hole maybe to the next yeah. when something spikes your interest. Is that how it looks like? That you are literally very close to the material. Yeah, kind of. And you see, also now I have my iPad with me, right? Yeah. And uh, I do like uh, all the like wild mind maps and thousand apps are open. And then at some point something will crystallize. Yeah. Right. That's how I operate. This is something I always do also in the way I communicate. And maybe it is noticeable now in the podcast. Like it's a lot of convoluted sentences. Always, uh, always struggle like hitting the uh, the word count, like limiting myself to the word count, because mm. it's always like kind of complex and complicated, which is not always good. It's just like a general kind of modus operandi for me. Actually, yeah. Laura gave me this really amazing tip. Mm-hmm. I was writing my applications, which is that no sentence should be longer than two lines in a word document. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, being hold to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like maybe you should advice. do a podcast the other way around, because I know many PhD students who have a lot of trouble writing in the first place, and they they are staring <laughs> yeah. uh, at, a, at a blank screen, and, and you're trying to cut in your... Um, yeah. Like eventually, once yeah. I have the, uh, once I have it down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You also mentioned that you do things like mind maps because yeah. when you were talking, a word a concept map came came up, and I yeah. thought, is that something that you use in a concept map? In a sense that you map out for yourself what the area of research is and what questions you're researching and how this is connected to sub questions and so on. Yeah, I do that, but it's not like as structured as the sounds. It's more like wild array of like arrows in all yeah. different directions. <laughs> It's like this meme. Do you know this meme from Always Sunny in uh, Philadelphia? No. no. Where the sky is in front of the, like this blackboard, and this blackboard has like a thousand arrows and like a thousand pages and papers, and he's look saying in front of this with this really frenzied expression. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I think that's everyone you? is going to look this up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Yes, how I operate. So it's, it sounds more like an exploded mind map. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then it's not going to be helpful for your goal, right? I know, it's not very yeah. structured. It's not yeah. efficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How could you structure your mind maps a little bit more so you can confine them? Uh, this is, again, like the, this boundary question, right? Where do you draw the boundary of a concept? Yeah. Because I always yeah. like think so widely. Yes, yeah. yeah I have this, uh, it's also because, yeah, I study so psychology. So psychology is like obviously an amazing discipline, right? You can go into natural sciences, you can go into philosophy, you can go into, into more towards like, sociology and humanities. Like, psychology yeah. offers everything. Then I also did uh, law and I also did the economics. So I always see, okay, okay, I always think about how can you see this like, concept from a different perspective or from a different uh, discipline and how does it like essentially map? How does it describe essentially the same thing or how is it analogous? Mm. So for me, it's like, okay, and that would be like the, the shared point where you stop, right? Once you see the analogy, but then maybe the analogy is not no longer so relevant to your research question. So it's really about prioritization and focus, mm. <laughs> which mm. I struggle with a yeah. bit. Like yeah. it, it kind of works out. It always works out in the end, but it could be a much smoother experience. Right, right. What does your supervisor say um, when you discuss this with your supervisor? Because um, I can imagine this is also a topic to discuss. Uh, yeah, he he's very good at reining me in. I'm very, very happy with uh, being at the VU, being mm-hmm. uh, supervised by the people I'm supervised uh, by. Mm-hmm. And uh, it works well in tandem. Also, my research uh, internship, my previous supervisor, we complemented each other really well because she was uh, very uh, structured 
and very to the point. Mm-hmm. That was more like, uh, wouldn't say creative in a sense, but I saw like different connections and she did because we were from also different backgrounds and we had different experiences and are complemented really well. So that's also like a strength of the approach. It's just for me to uh, achieve my goals and to be more uh, efficient and have less stress in my life. If I was a bit more structured in the way I think and I operate, that would be beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a bit to me like uh, I'm a horse. Please turn me into uh, <laughs> yeah another animal. <laughs> yeah, you also have to work with what you've got, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so. and see the strengths from it. But you said uh, my supervisor knows how to rein me in. Yeah. How is is she? Is she? Is she your supervisor? Mm. How is she doing that? Yeah, um, because he says, yeah, okay, so you have to structure this more, and you have to put this into these and these concepts, and this is the research question, and you have to kill your darlings. <laughs> so, which I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, yeah, which is good. Yeah. yeah. And and how is it going when you follow up on these tips? It's more efficient, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely more efficient. I just wish I could do that myself. For, right. for myself, it's very difficult to stop myself because right. I have I like a, a bit of uh, discipline in this regard. Right. You lack the discipline, sorry. Yeah. Or oh, I thought you said I like the discipline. I like the, yeah, dis- I like the discipline. I like the discipline. Yeah. And, yeah. and how? Um, what small step could you th- take that you think yeah that would help me be a little bit more disciplined just a tiny step i think i have to like uh, turn the external deadline into an internal deadline and take it seriously <laughs> that's what i have to do <laughs> and how would you take it seriously <laughs> if a, that would be so question. easy right then you would have already done it yeah exactly that's a big question yes yeah. i'd have this uh, yes and i'm happy with how everything works out but i know that uh, like discipline is not my like core strength mm-hmm. so I always need the external pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very good question. I'm not sure how mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have to uh, condition myself a bit with this. I read this uh, book at the beginning of the year, How to Change, by Kathy Milkman, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Found a free PDF, if it is Googled, for the benefit of all the uh, <laughs> cheap people <laughs> listening to this <laughs> podcast. Though I don't endorse that, of course, right? <laughs> Uh, I it's did already not. out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in fact, I strongly condemn that based on copyright reasons. Yeah, so <laughs> just kidding. Notice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, which was really interesting, gave all these uh, tips on how you can essentially uh, pair something pleasant with something unpleasant, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, studies were done where you could only listen to an audiobook when you go to the gym mm-hmm. on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. Um, what's also very efficient is, uh, funnily enough, uh, financial sanctions. So you have to tell yourself, okay, if I don't meet that and that goal, I have to pay so and so much. Mm-hmm. There's uh, some software in the US that's mm-hmm. being tried on this. Apparently, this is super efficient, but it's mm-hmm. not something I am yet prepared to do because. <laughs> <laughs> so help yourself with rewards and punishments, basically. <laughs> I don't know how this sounds on this podcast. Basic <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. psychological principle. It, it is yeah. Ba- yeah, basic yeah. Pavlov, Pavlov 101. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then usually we say start with the rewards, not the, not necessarily the punishments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First, yeah, yeah. So have you tried already something in, in, in that respect? 
Um, I have not, to be honest, because I thought I could just do it by like sheer discipline. I wouldn't, ha- and I would have to resort to this basic Pavlovian red style classical conditioning, but mm. apparently not. Mm. <laughs> so mm. yeah, and I mean, it also depends. It also varies a bit on the urgency, right? It's not that I get into like huge uh, trouble or problem because of this. Just something for myself that I would like to improve. Yeah, uh, it's a bit of a in that sense, a bit of a champagne problem. But yeah. in the long term, it's better to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that it is nice if you feel like you have the behavioral options, right? To go yeah. into detail when you want to and also to not do that necessarily, but that yeah. is not a rabbit hole that you f- fall in, that you feel you have some control over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Control of the rabbit hole. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm also wondering if you would be practicing uh, stopping yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, um, for the sake of the experiment. Yeah. So that you gain some experiences with the fact that if you, in your own mind, maybe do 80% mm-hmm. instead of 100%, that is still going to be good enough. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying out right now. Yeah. So, yeah. or what I want to try out more, that's a good idea, yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 Because then when you get the experience and the positive feedback also maybe from others, then it's yeah. good enough. Then I think the fear of, oh, uh, I should go to 100% otherwise, etc., yeah. etc., will also start to um, uh, outdoven. <laughs> what is the word? Uh, just dis- uh, decrease. Yeah, decrease. Yeah. Yeah. P- uh, yeah. 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 yeah that is, that's probably very true because what is 100% is also very, uh, it also differs very much. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, and it's, like, a, it's yeah. A, a fluid benchmark, right? Mm-hmm. That you also would yeah, want exactly. to discuss with your supervisor. What do you see as a hundred percent here? Yeah, exactly. Right. So that so that there's exactly. some dialogue on mm-hmm. that. I think this is something that many PhD students have difficulty with. That they say, yeah. I don't know when it's going to be good enough. Yeah. Right. Because you're doing this for the very first time. Yeah. Um, that's definitely something. Don't suffer in silence, but discuss this with your supervisor, with other yeah. supervisors. That is true. How? Does a hundred percent look for you, and how does it look for me, and mm-hmm. and what should be included mm-hmm. uh, um, before we call it a success, and so yeah. on? Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify, I'm not I'm not suffering. I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't <laughs> look so much like you're suffering. So this is also slightly why I'm think why I'm thinking what what is the problem? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, but I see what you mean. I'm trying to anticipate. Uh, yeah times where I would run into a problem because when in my last job in finance for example this was like my modus operandi it was really not working for the environment right, right. because there was like so much to do yeah all the time all these external deadlines stakeholders uh, shareholders blah 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 and it didn't uh, allow for my mode of work so that's when I noticed uh, well it wasn't the right environment for me but it's also at the same time something I need to work on for myself yeah, because there will always be a time also in academia when you have. Uh, I mean, now I'm in luxury positions, so I don't have to teach, but there will always be bottlenecks and tight yeah. deadlines and so on and so forth. Yeah, and I can't, uh, I can't quite rely on my natural rhythm of work yeah. to sort it out, yeah. which I was able to do uh, so far. Yeah, right in uh, more relaxed environments right. or uh, like in different environments, so to say, which afford more flexibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, then I've it works out really well, right? Yeah. You can just do it on your own time. For example, uh, also with the uh, long-distance law degree that I did, this was an, uh, it sounds very fancy, but it's an uh, accelerated degree, so it was less credits, and because there was uh, corona, it was all online, open book, which made it much, e- much easier. So, for example, uh, people were very surprised with like how I did this, but uh, because it was flexible, I just did it like somehow in a rhythm that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Right, but if you have like more interim deadlines and so on and so forth, it would have been much more stressful. Like for this uh, degree, for example, 
you had like uh, specific exam moments. Mm -hmm. And the way it is structured is that everything is based on the exam. Mm -hmm. So you have lots of time in between to schedule it as you wish. So mm-hmm. what happened with me, of course, was that uh, I would take uh, some uh, weeks off or like some days off before the exam. And I would just uh, study because that's how I operate. <laughs> and, and it was fine. Yeah. Right. But it yeah. wasn't uh, like a constant uh, output. Right. So, to say. so right. this is something I want to develop into more, <laughs> even though, as I said so far, I'm, hap- I'm generally happy with how it is worked out. But there's always room for improvement. Yeah. 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 Well, sounds to me like you set the bar very high for yourself. Uh, yeah, I just think that, uh, well, and I'm being very honest with this podcast, right? So I'm a bit uh, lacking with the uh, self-discipline, right? So sometimes I'm very la- relaxed, but I think, okay, if you would get be a bit more disciplined, you could get much, 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 much more done, right? So Even more done. Yeah, well, I go get more done. Yes, right, right. Well, if we go back to the experiment, right, that we mm-hmm. that we talked about, how could you phrase that for yourself in a way that you think, yeah, if I look at it like that, then I can stop myself because then I'm basically collecting data for my personal experiment. I think it's more about uh, doing and not thinking, right? So, for example, like with this. Uh, podcast so like you know, okay so I don't, don't have the I didn't prepare as I thought I would but now it's working fine right so I just do it mm-hmm. and then I see what happens right yeah it's kind of what you mentioned right also discussing what is hundred uh, percent or eighty yeah. percent yeah and how can how can you uh, remind yourself in the moment because mm, I, I can imagine that in the moment you may get lost in a rabbit hole before you're aware of it yeah exactly. and then you're already in the rabbit hole yeah. Right. So you yeah, yeah. you want to have some kind of reminder or maybe a visual cue yeah. could sometimes also help uh, like in your a, desk environment, for instance, to remind you. True. Maybe r- like a red stop sign. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a red traffic light. <laughs> Just uh, stop. Yeah. Would that help? Would that stop you? Maybe. Maybe. Or a timer. I hear my colleague. Uh, yeah. My colleague has a timer. So I think yeah. it goes off every day at uh, 6 uh, p.m. And it's not to say that, oh, I work so much and uh, I have to remind myself or blah, blah, blah. No, it's just like then you set yourself a task and then you just stop. Mm-hmm. And you could tell yourself, okay, I'm only doing this today mm-hmm. and I'm not do- going to do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I will just do it today and then it will be good enough. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I deliver something that is a bit uh, subpar right mm-hmm. but it was done in the time frame mm-hmm. that's also what i mean by uh, something i need to experiment with with the fact that like the task uh extends to a time frame you give it mm-hmm. and that's the efficiency part right how mm-hmm. can i be mo- a bit more efficient because mm-hmm. then also when i work on something and it's going a bit slow like i kind of rely on the fact that by history probably later in the week i will have my super efficient peak Mm. or whatnot, or we'll just have the peak or the time stress and then we'll just get it done, mm. right? But it would be better if I could really just do it consistently every day. Mm. Because if the, if the uh, uh, if there's like an external deadline doesn't fall within like the peak time for me that mm. I just have, then I will run into a problem, right? Because then I'm not the, I'm not in my efficiency mode. I, I don't know, this is how my brain works. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right. How... Okay, are you with the fact that this is your modus operandi? For me, personally? Yeah. yeah. But that only works because now I'm in a very flexible academic environment. Yeah. So far, for me, it's fine. 
mm-hmm. but I know because I worked in uh, finance in mm-hmm. this uh, in this uh, job mm-hmm. that there will be a time when it will be more stressful and then I will really have a problem with this because mm-hmm. of external forces. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. And you want to I want to anticipate this. Yeah, you want to anticipate that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I I, I now come up with the word. Sorry, it's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> didn't came up, didn't pop up in my yeah. brain. But I was, uh, I, I'm I'm wondering how accepting are you of yourself in that sense? I mean, I know that it works like this, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's fine. But you know, it's also about improvement. So now this is a bit of a champagne problem, right? Mm. But I don't really, so I, I'm listening to all these like podcasts, how can you be more like efficient or energetic or get uh, mm. things uh, done? Mm. And it's like a work in progress, right? It's not uh, It's not easy to change. It's a very gradual process. It's very deliberate. Mm. Um, I'm just thinking about how can it get better so I, ch- I achieve all the goals that I want to um, in my PhD, given that I have like a certain work mode, but that I need to, that I want to be more efficient. Mm. Because like it's no, it's something I've noticed over and over again, and it's also gotten better over time. Mm-hmm. But right, so how can I amp up the efficiency, right, without loss of the like uh, creativity and the rabbit hole, right? Yeah. To just to be more deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I think it makes a difference. Uh, um, what narrative you have for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a narrative that you think, okay, this is my modus operandi, this is how I work, right? Mm-hmm. Other people work in a different way. Yeah. And this is perfectly fine. I still, and I can accept myself fully, yeah. right, as I am. And I still would like maybe to practice um, becoming more efficient because I can imagine that could be helpful for me It's yeah. uh, in certain phases of my life or in certain phases of my career. Yeah. It's not just uh, for me. It's also like now as a researcher, you're a bit of, um, it's a bit of solitary work, right? So sometimes there is uh, teamwork, mm-hmm. right? But w- once you work with other people on more like deliberate projects uh, with like, different deadlines and different stakeholder needs, blah blah blah, mm. um, then this modus operandi it's not like it's not very suitable. It can clash, right? Yeah, or it can complement, right? Like you have already experienced. Yeah, it can both complement and it can clash depending yeah. on like the work needs. Yeah, I just want to uh, improve myself for a situation when I know it will be difficult. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's like yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just thinking yeah. we live in a in a society, in a culture yeah. where we are always busy to fix ourselves. Yeah. Right? To make ourselves better and to fix ourselves. And yeah. I don't necessarily think that is um a, a helpful narrative, right? That can also yeah. hinder us. Mm-hmm. So this is why I'm, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm figuring out how, how that is for you. Because I think um yeah, there's it's easier also to improve yourself yeah. from a position of acceptance and mildness, mm-hmm. so to say. Mm-hmm. Um, um, then f- I, I, I need this to be fixed because yeah, otherwise yeah. I can see problems in the horizon in the yeah, future. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could also go well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I and mean, it's also a matter of environment, right? Like yeah. for me and for my style of working and how I think and how I operate, like academia is much better mm. than what I did in finance. Yeah. Like much, much better. Yeah. So there's less of a, like a pressure or yeah. need to um, optimize or to improve or to like uh, mold yourself into something that is yeah. not suitable for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. So from that perspective, uh, yeah, much you've already easier made a, a big change. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that is important, generally, right? Definitely. In life, to uh, yeah. every now and then check in with ourselves and yeah. to think, am I still a good match with the people that I work in or the projects that I work in, and so on? Yeah. Because, yeah, we we're not Barba Papa. Yeah. Yeah, that, so, uh, that, that is a cartoon of uh, a family that could mold themselves literally into whatever shape okay. they would want. Yeah. <laughs> right? That yeah, sometimes yeah. could be a fantasy that we have that uh, in this situation, I want to be like a square. Or in that situation, mm -hmm. I want to be like a, uh, a, yeah, whole, like a whole a other shape and so on. It's like this yeah. Einstein quote, like a fish can't ride a bicycle or something like that, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah so when we go back to the exper uh, experiment, mm -hmm. uh, you said it could be... Um, maybe a stop sign could be mm -hmm. um, a cue. Yeah, for me, if um, I was thinking, what would I do? If I would be in that kind of experiment, I would maybe use a cookery alarm, for instance, so yeah. to give yourself a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when it goes off that you think, okay, this is... Uh, <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, now I move to the to the next to thing. Sense, yeah. yeah, yeah. Another thing, yeah, I don't want to give you tips because I don't think you need any tips. <clears throat> and Well... <laughs> no, just go ahead. <laughs> so, may, yeah, maybe if it is okay for you, uh, I can just share w an yeah, idea sure. that pops up and maybe yeah, you think, yeah, oh, sure. that's not, uh, nothing for me. Uh, but sometimes um, what maybe could help in this situation mm -hmm. is when we get into a rabbit hole, we lose ov uh, overview, right, of the different tasks that we yeah, need yeah. to have. Uh, when we, uh, for instance, start with uh, making a, a list, like a to-do list of all very small steps yeah. of something that we are doing, it is like we make it all very salient, right, from mm -hmm. the beginning. Um, and when the next thing that we're going to do is salient for us, mm -hmm. it is easier not to... Um, uh, to get yeah to zoom in and out so to mm -hmm. say sometimes PC students say to me I'm I'm getting lost I'm I'm uh, wandering uh, around in this rabbit hole and also often that could be uh, having to do with the fact that they don't know what the next step is yeah if you know what the next step is mm -hmm. and if you would have a cue that mm -hmm. would say okay 20 minutes on this particular thing and then I move to the next thing on my list because mm -hmm. it's already salient mm -hmm. then you yeah, your brain uh, doesn't need to start looking for something else that is salient, for instance, mm -hmm. because it's already right in front mm -hmm. of you. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe what I've tried, what I did for a while, but like unrelated to this, mm -hmm. or just uh, to trying to just figuring out timing and focus was like this Pomodoro method. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which could be like to link a task to like just like Pomodoro unit. Yeah, and then you just yeah. move on. Yeah, I think it could be good because it's combined yeah. with the timer as well. Yeah, because you have to like just twenty-five yeah. minutes and five-minute break. Yeah, yeah, something like this. It's interesting just that you mentioned that. Myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because in your situation, I could imagine that this could work. Yeah. Well, you, usually I don't um, recommend the Pomodoro technique. Yeah. Okay. Right, because. Um, yeah, what you have there is that you focus for a certain amount of time on something mm -hmm. and then you allow yourself a reward, right? A reward is usually a small break, oh, a yeah, break okay. of five minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. So um, um, that can be helpful mm -hmm. when uh, you do tasks that don't require your full concentration, yeah. for instance, and that feel a bit like duty and routine uh, and that you need some kind of reward basically to pull you through anyway. 
right? So the reward yeah. could be a, bra uh, a small break, but the reward could also be something else. Yeah. Um, but when you are very concentrated and you're in a state of flow, when you want to focus yeah. on something that's really um, hard, um, then it's a pity that some kind of alarm clock drags you out yeah, of this, that's true. right? That's uh, true. Just to get the reward. Usually when you're in a state of flow, you also don't need a reward. The work itself and the flow it's that you're in is already mm -hmm. a reward. Yeah. yeah so... Um, so that's a rabbit hole. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But in your situation, I could imagine that this external uh, reward, right, and the timer that you said, yeah, uh, like uh, what we do when we uh, uh, stick to the Pomodoro technique, yeah. could actually help you. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, the yeah. And then you could also maybe think of different types of rewards. A break could be a reward. What would be a real good reward for you that that says i'm proud of myself i didn't get i didn't lose uh, too much time in the rabbit hole uh, that's a good question mm, that's a very good question so what are the co the obvious candidates like food something materialistic do i buy myself flowers do i go shopping <laughs> i don't i don't know do i eat chocolate <laughs> I don't know, but, but like it has to, it's a, it's, it's a classical conditioning again, right? So I don't know, think about it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure actually. No, maybe, chocolate. maybe it's nice to make a list of different rewards. Piece of chocolate. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be the same thing, right? Maybe on a certain day, a break feels like a reward on another day. A piece of chocolate feels like a reward or a stroll outside yeah. or buying yourself a nice magazine or yeah, I feel like this is like this is so basic classical <laughs> conditioning. It's like it's like giving like a toddler like chocolate or something. Well, you know, we humans we are toddlers grown up. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. but it's effective. It's, yes, it's, uh, it is even a part. Yeah, it's even like a technique in this book I mentioned how to ch how to change. So yeah. there's always like a, some yeah. side of variant of like the carrot or the stick or the sugar or the stick. Mm. I don't know what you mean. Like it's with like a yeah carrot and stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But is there something wrong with 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 that? Do you feel um, it's too simple? No, I think it's just like funny that we have all the like, <laughs> for for me. <laughs> I need to resort to such techniques because you know you, sh you would assume that okay, so you you do this, you do that, and you you just you go through life and you do all these different things or you think about these different things and then you know you have a job and you do things but you still need the carrots <laughs> and the sugar <laughs> so we're I only human right yeah i think just like self-discipline you know like a uh, stoic style self-discipline that's something that could uh, yeah that uh, I, I guess i would think that I would expect of myself that by now, being the age that I am, which is mm. late 20s, mm. <laughs> I would have figured this out. Mm. I don't need like the carrot and the stick approach <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear also. And, but that's also, of course, how you frame it, right? Yeah. That you say, yeah, I need more self-discipline. Yeah. And we started this conversation um, when I, and I, I said, when I listen to you, I hear a big strength. Mm -hmm. It's a very, yeah, a very powerful beautiful strength, especially within science, mm -hmm. to be uh, so curious as you yeah. describe yourself, to be so focused on detail, you want to mm -hmm. um, uh, do it precisely, not yeah. sloppy, and all these things are big strength. How could you reframe 
the the other side of that. Mm, what do you mean? In, in, because you have a strength on the one hand, right? Yeah. This is a big strength. And the back side of it is a lack of self-discipline in your book. Yeah. What would happen if you would reformulate it? I think there's. I think it always there's oh, there is a trade-off in these things. I think you can't have one without the other, right? Because mm -hmm. I get the being like creative or getting lost in a rabbit hole. It kind of it requires that you lose the sense of time, right? You can't time it, and it's it's not a process that is. Uh, and I'm not implying that this happens to me all the time and have like what not insights or anything like this, but it's it's nothing that you can time. It just comes about when you see something that's interesting, yeah. right? So it's not something that you can rein in by self-discipline as such. You can't say, okay, uh, now it's 8, uh, okay, realistically, now it's 10 a.m. and now I'm in my office and now I'm going to get into the flow state, rabbit hole mm -hmm. state, have amazing creative insights for the next two hours and then I stop. I think that's not how it works, right? So it's a well, I think we can do some uh, do things to trigger ourselves into a state of flow. That's true. It's not <laughs> that that is like uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes, it's not that uh, we need to wait until uh, uh, magic strikes us and then we yeah. are in a state of flow, right? We can, yeah, yeah trigger ourselves into it. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe that's a different topic. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, we can trigger ourselves into a state of flow if we can sustain our attention for for most people about 15 to 20 minutes on a particular mm -hmm. topic that helps us to, we slowly zoom in, zoom in, zoom in until we're there. Is that, mm -hmm. is that based on the flow literature from Csikszentmihalyi? Uh, um, yeah, partly. Yeah. yeah, but also on other, other studies. Yeah. Um, so um, then what we need to do is that we want to make sure that we don't do a lot of task switching mm -hmm. in that time. And if we can... Um, uh, said, uh, how would you say, limit our task switching, mm -hmm. we enter a state of flow more easily. So it's something that we can train ourselves to get into uh, more easily. But mm -hmm. I just wanted to quickly go back to n one thing that you said, because that mm -hmm. already sounded different to me. You mm -hmm. said, uh, right, when we talked about what is the, the flip side of this beautiful strength that we have yeah. on the one hand, and then you said, yeah, losing time, uh, that is the the, the flip side of that, that mm -hmm. if I get into the rabbit hole too much, then I'm I'm losing time. That sounds to me like a whole different narrative mm. um, from the strength is this, and the uh, the flip side of that is I, I lack self-discipline. Uh, I don't like it, but it's required. Uh, I lack it, yeah. It's yeah, but required, do you hear yeah. the difference? When, it, when I would be talking to myself, mm -hmm. for instance, and if I would say... Um, Something that I'm really good at mm -hmm. is that I'm very curious and very um, uh, uh, thorough mm -hmm. uh, and that, um, yeah, I like to go in detail and so on and that enhances the quality of my work. Mm -hmm. The flip side of that, if, that I, if, if I have a little bit too much of that, is that I lose time. So mm -hmm. this is where I want to train myself, yeah. uh, that I want to be able to use my strength whenever it's necessary, but that I'm also aware of the fact that I could risk losing some time. And that is why I'm doing an exper experiment. Yeah. What would happen if I would have some kind of cue in my environment? Yeah. Um, so that I bec become aware of this, basically. I be mm -hmm. become aware of this story about myself. I, I would be much mean. more motivated if I would have such a narrative about myself than if I would say the, the, the other side of it is that 
I lack self-discipline. Yeah, Then I hear immediately <laughs> these nasty voices in my head. You're no good. <laughs> you have to fix yourself. You lack self-discipline. Yeah, I see what you mean. I think it's, like, it's uh, more constructive to think about it in terms of losing time. You know, just time that you manage and not in terms of discipline. I think with the cue, it's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I will, tr- I will try that out. So to think about the cue and the reward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then we have time between stimulus and response, right? <laughs> yeah, the timing. The time where we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And is it in Yeah, get out response? of our old scripts. Yeah, yeah. And into new scripts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Pavlov is an eternal classic. <laughs> It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that would, that's a very good idea. So I l- I'm looking for a cue mm-hmm. to get me into the rabbit hole mm-hmm. and a cue to get me out of the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And then I reinforce the successful retrieval from a rabbit hole yeah. with a reward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe... My invitation would be to do all this yeah. while observing your own inner narrative. Mm-hmm. What are you saying to yourself when all this happens? I see if you can yeah. yeah, take more cues from that. I think that could also help you coming up with a new script. That's true. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. It was very interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, we are getting to the end of today's uh, session. Um, Christiane, Charlotte, thank you both so much for being here with us today and sharing that coaching moment together. Thank you. You're thank very you welcome. very much. <laughs> thank, thank you for organizing. You, thank you, Christiane. Thank you all for listening to PhD Unplugged. Today we talked about how to effectively manage information overload in your PhD or how we just discussed how to get in and out of that rabbit hole. If you have an idea for a topic, please get in touch with us. You can reach us at contact at phdunplugged.com or find us on Twitter or Instagram or check out our website, phdunplugged.com. Thank you all for listening and until next time.